Praise God. Come on. Hallelujah. Who is we speaking to in that song? Come on, you're letting the enemy know. You're letting your adversary know. You're letting that roaring lion know. Come on. Amen. This means war. You can't have what God has blessed. You can't have my family. Come on. You can't have my faith because I believe God is doing, amen, a greater work than what my eyes might see. You can't have it. Praise God. I'm glad we walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. Amen. I just told the enemy, amen, this means war. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. How many lift their hands all over this place today? Come on, just say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, just thank him. Begin to thank him for just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, the words I just spoke in this song, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. To him be glory. You can be seated if you feel like it. Amen. Before I get carried away here, amen, I want to say 4 o'clock today, our department heads, we're going to meet uh, in the uh, classroom across from the office, right there on the corner. Sister Kirsten, she, they usually have a nice setup in there. We're going to use your room, amen, for our meeting, 4 o'clock for the department heads. Amen. How many is thankful for what you feel in the Lord today? You know, I'm a firm believer that probably everybody in the sound of my voice believes God can do anything. The question probably arises in most of us is, will he do it for me? Amen. We know he can do anything. But the enemy would try to make us feel like he can't do it for me. Amen. But I'm here to let the enemy know, amen, he is doing it. He has been doing it. Amen. I, I don't know, for some reason I woke up today, Lord, I just said, thank you, Lord, for the things that I failed to thank you for. Amen. While we think about our health and the ills now, thank you, Lord God, for what you carried me through. Amen, amen. I might, I might complain about having to take a pill, but thank you, Lord, for that man that held my heart in his hand. Six bypasses on a machine. Man, I, Lord, thank you. Thank you for technology. When I'm looking at my computer, wanting to run my fist through it, thank you, Lord, for technology. Amen, amen, amen. So thankful today. Uh, thank you, church, for your giving, and thank you for your support. I've asked her to try to get some kind of ideal before 
the service is over here today. If, uh, amen, of what we did for missions and uh, the missions is missions. It's not taking away from anything. I promise you, uh, when we reach out and we help, and so just keep that in mind. I'm one of those when I give it to the Lord, it's on the Lord. That's why I take the finances of this church and the things that God does very seriously. Amen. Thank you. And amen. I ask you to just continue for your support. Amen. Financially. Uh, I will. I don't know if this is a good time or not since we took up a special uh, there. But uh, don't forget our pledge forms. Our pledge forms in the back back there. Uh, make sure, if you would, please fill those out. Turn them in. Whether you, whether you give the pledge right now or not is fine. So, uh, But just let us know. Amen. What the, we can look forward to. We're getting some estimates on some things. So uh, we want to take care of that. How many believe in taking care of the things of God? Amen. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. You ever argue with the Lord? I do all the time. I mean, I, I, I was trying to figure out the other day if I argue with the Lord more than I argue with my wife. Because I give her a hard time all the time. I'm only going to say it one time. Amen. No, it's, uh, you ever just, the Lord just lays something on you, just, ah, yeah. And uh, sometimes I do that with the Lord. and Lord, But uh, I feel like today the Lord knows who's here, what we need. And so I f- feel like the Lord's going to speak today and sow some seed, if nothing else. Daniel chapter 1, we're going to read verses 3 through 8. Very familiar, amen, very familiar story. I hate to call anything in the Word of God a story, but they are. They are reflective to us, amen, It means something to us. Daniel chapter 1, verse number 3. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. Verse 4, children in whom was no blemish, well-favored, skillful in all wisdom, cunning in knowledge and understanding in science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. Now notice notice the application here. Notice what's needed, amen, to come before the king, whom that they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. See the purpose? Notice that as well. Verse number five, and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years. Three years. Man, we think 30 days investment. Our kids, we're ready to quit. Three years. Amen. That's a long time. And the king appointed a daily portion meet three years, nourishing three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah. Somebody say God's people. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 7, and to whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and unto Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. We know the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when we say it that way, we're actually calling them by their Chaldean, by their Babylonian names. Verse number 8, verse number 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor the wine which he drank, 
Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. From this verse, I want to just draw this thought because I have ministered. You've probably heard this ministered many, many times about Daniel's purpose, but he requested that he might not defile himself. I want to talk today uh, what I feel like the Lord laid upon my heart, self-purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, self-purpose. Thank you. You can be seated. Again, many of these messages about Daniel chapter 1 focuses on Daniel's heart, Daniel's purpose, the purpose in his heart. Because he purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself. But today I, I want to focus and I, I really feel led of the Holy Ghost to talk about ourself. Look at your neighbor and say me. Self-purpose. And so let me set the moment. Let me, let me kind of explain some things. Because Daniel was one of the young Hebrews. And I could stop there and spend a lot of time on that alone. Because when Daniel uh, and the children of Israel was taken captive by the Babylonians. Daniel was just about to turn by, from what I can tell in the accounts that I can read, Daniel was just about to turn 30 years old. He was a young man, and he was, he, he, either that or he turned 30 while he was in captivity. Now, that don't seem very important, but it is when you're raising up to be a priest or to be a, a, man, a, a worker of the Lord. That, that has a lot of significance. But Daniel was one of the young Hebrews that was carried away into Babylonian captivity uh, by King Nebuchadnezzar. And it's simply just meaning, and I want to frame this so that we understand. We think sometimes that we're taken hostage by our situation or by things that happen to us in life. But under this new foreign idea, notice this. Not only taken captive, but now all these foreign ideas now being infiltrated. All these different customs now being placed upon him. Amen. All these different cultures now, if we will, we can relate to that, now being imposed. And Daniel had to decide very quickly. He had to determine very quickly uh, where his true faith laid. Because now we see that he was given, amen, a Chaldean name. He was given a name uh, from a heathen God. Think about that. Think, think about today. We are Jesus-named people. I take pride in being baptized in Jesus' name. I take pride in being born again of water and of spirit. I'm thankful of my heritage, amen, that God has placed in my life. Amen. I'm glad, amen, to speak in an unknown tongue. I'm glad, amen, that God poured out his spirit. I'm glad to have that understanding, but it's what we do with it on a daily basis that determines, amen, the things that we are involved in or we get take captive to. Um, even, even his name being stripped, you know, Daniel. Uh, just think about that. Now, now his name's not Daniel. His name is Belshazzar. Now, just think about that. I mean, I'd rather spell Daniel. It's a lot easier than have to write down Belshazzar. Daniel went from being, because you know what his name means? Daniel's name means God is my judge. Now you understand, the one true God. God is my judge, 
He went from being God is my judge to may Baal protect his life. That's the name change. May Baal protect your life. You see, he, he, didn't, he didn't have no confusion. He knew, amen, God was his judge. He knew who his God was. He didn't need to, amen, have his name changed to may God, may Baal protect your life. And from the name of one true God to a Babylonian heathen God's name, amen, I promise you that had to work on how he felt about himself. Come on. Somebody call us a name out of our name. I mean, we're ready to pull pistols. We're ready to flip knives. We're ready to kung fu. What? Or we get spiritual. We're ready to ask God to bring the wrath of God down on them. God, make them a mute for calling me that. Don't let them speak again until they apologize. Come on. Now, I, I, what I'm trying to make us think about is, and what I try to do is, you know, we talked about walk a mile in somebody's shoes. Sometimes we read things in the Bible and we think, oh, wow, we get all worse. Listen, stop and put yourself there. It was a horrible time and a horrible thing for Daniel and his friends. They were in captivity. You understand what that means? They were prisoners. Sometimes we've got to realize the things that, amen, take us captive. We're prisoners to it. If we can't forgive, we're prisoners to that. We're prisoners to unforgiveness. If we can't get past something, guess what? We're prisoner to it because it will consume. And we know by experience, if it consumes our mind now, we can understand it consumed his mind then. Think about it. Think about this. All your habits, all your daily lifestyles now being stripped away. Oh, man, I tell you what, that's enough to fight for right there. Just being able to sit down in my living room in my, in, in my recliner and drink my morning coffee. And if I don't want the TV on, the news on, if I don't want no noise, we get used, and of course we call it routines, we get used to our life. But imagine, again, imagine your life, imagine your habits, imagine your lifestyle now stripped, and plus you're called by a different name. Hey, Belshazzar. Hey, Belshazzar. Hey, about four times. Oh, yeah, you're talking about me. Because I don't identify that. I never have. Understand what I'm saying. Sometimes we, 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 you know, and I've said this. Maybe I shouldn't say it so much. It's weird for me to tell people I'm in my 60s. And now what's getting worse, in June, I'll have to tell people I'm in my mid-60s. Weird. Now, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get us to If we think that's weird or strange or awkward or, uh, you know, uncomfortable to think about sometimes, think about all these things that happened to Daniel and what would appear now on top of it. And this is a, for a lot of Christians today. On top of it, what would appear to be something honorable being invited to the king's table to partake of meat and drink that the rest of the prisoners, 
my fellow brothers and sisters won't be able to have would appear to be an honor. Watch. Some of them would kill to, to be there, so to speak. Think about it. There's people, that's why I want you to stop and think. Young people want you to think. When we look at the entertainment world, when we look at the things in the world, don't get your eyes on thinking, wow, they've got it made, because they don't have it made. Come on, they're eating at a king's table, amen, where the sacrifice, amen, hasn't been to a run through God. That's what Daniel was concerned about, that the meat that he would eat wasn't sacrificed, wasn't handled properly, because he always did the, had done the right thing. And so now, being invited to the king's table, to being taken care of differently, you know what? You know what? This hit me. This is what hit me. You know what happened to Daniel? Think about it. When all these things began to unfold, you know what happened to him? You know, instead of going, oh, and start, you know, analyzing and dissecting, you know what he did? It was a conviction motivator. What was going on was a conviction motivator. Wait a minute. No. Mm-mm. There's something in my heart. There's something in my spirit. There's something that says, uh-uh. You get this? Sometimes when things happen to us, all it is is simply a conviction motivator. What I used to do, something about it don't feel right. Come on. What, what, what I'm around, what I'm around, there's something about it don't feel right. Amen. It was a conviction motivator, and it made him think, wait a minute. Amen. It would sound great. It would be audible to sit at the king's table and to eat well. Amen. And to drink well. Amen. While those really were in captivity, were in prison, and wasn't having what I was having. But I'm being motivated. I'm being kind of, you know, formed. Amen. We read for three years they were going to be in training, going to be well taken care of. Find out what they could do. For the kingdom, not God's kingdom, for the Babylonian kingdom. Can I say this, and I mean this, I don't mean this in a, in a mean-spirited way. I want you to get this because this is basically what the Lord wants us to hear. God didn't raise you up to be somebody else's puppet. I said, God didn't raise you up. Come on, he didn't bring you into this world. Uh, come on, he didn't deal with you, uh, amen, to cause you, uh, amen, to go learn some other heathen way. Uh, amen, God is. oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God has brought you into the church. Uh, God has given you an understanding. Uh, amen, you know about baptism. You know about the Holy Ghost. You've experienced some things. Uh, amen, and God wants you to do something with it. We've got to get a conviction. That's going to motivate us. And sometimes there's things, amen, that challenge us. Because I want to tell you something. True convictions was placed in Daniel's life long before he ever got taken captive. In fact, his lifestyle of dedication to the one true God was formed long before, his, before anything ever, ever happened to him this way. Before he ever had to confront these things, it was already there. His relationship with God was faithful. That makes us question ourselves, don't it? 
Maybe that's why we're quiet. Because our faithfulness to God when we're not at church. Our faithfulness to our thoughts, to the things of God while we're not at church. Our our things to the things of God, amen, with our lips while we're not in church uh, around somebody. Come on, that's what's important. It's got to be in the heart. We've got to self-purpose. You've got to have this long before, come on, you face any kind of strong obstacle. And God will prepare you. He did Daniel. Daniel was a good pattern for us. Think about it. Daniel chapter 1, go go with me to verse number 9. Now God brought Daniel. Verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart. He wouldn't defile himself. You've got to understand the name of Jesus, for those that have been baptized, has been applied to your life. That's going to that's gonna be part of what makes you the bride of Christ. Taken upon his name. Now understand that. A good name is rather be chosen than great riches. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. God can cause people to bless you. It was stated in our class today, amen, God can wake somebody up on the other side of town and give you a phone call and bless you. It's happened to this church many, many times over the years. God has sent people in to be a blessing because maybe others couldn't be or just to teach a lesson, which he did. But notice this. And the prince of the eunuch said unto Daniel, I fear the Lord I fear my Lord the King, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse, worse likening than the other children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head. In other words, if I don't, if you don't eat and drink of the king's table, if you don't eat and drink of what the king has provided for you, that's my job to make sure you do that for these next three years. He said, if you ask me to do something different, he said, let me know. I want you to know it's endangering my life. But he found favor. Notice, when God's in something, he knows how. To work both ends. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's talking to some folks today. God's doing his best to try to get you to turn things around. It's got to be in here. It's got to come from self. You've got to want it. It's just like a drug addict. It's just like somebody on, on alcohol. Amen. You got to wake up one day and you got to see all that ugliness. Around. Oh my God, what's going on here? I got to change. This, this is getting old. This is getting awful. You got to wake up one day and say, hey, I, I said to myself, I, I've got to do something about this. I've got, and you got to make the effort. You got to, but let me tell you something. When you say those words and you mean it from your heart, God will be there. I know by experience. He will remind you. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Here it is, verse 12. Mark this in your Bible. Prove thy servants. You see faith right there? 
Come on, some of us need to have the faith that Daniel had and didn't have the Holy Ghost indwelling him like you do. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days. He said, look, I want you to say something. I want to show you something. Give us ten days. Let us eat the pulse. Amen. That's seeds. Uh, that, that's being a Sagittarian, vegetarian, so to speak. Amen. Let us eat that for ten days, and I promise you, we're not going to look worse. Ten days. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not long. Prove thy service. I have received ten days and let him give us pulse to eat and water to drink. We don't need wine. We don't need that junk. I don't need the world's atmosphere, amen, to make my life happy. Listen to me. Amen. Some of you need to lay the alcohol down. Some of you need to get it out of your house. And when those show up, you need to tell them, not in my house. I'm going to prove to God who I am. I'm going to prove that my God will take care of me. Come on, you got to prove it. It's got to come from self, self-purpose. Prove it. Then let our countenance be looked upon. Then you're going to judge it. Oh, I love this. You know why? Because this is what the church needs to really get a backbone for today. We need to start speaking faith. We need to start getting the determination. I'll show you, devil. I'll show you what we're made of. Come on. You talk that noise. Come on. You try to tempt. You try to do the things you do. I'll show. I don't need the world's way. Let our counsel be looked upon before thee and the counsel of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. He's taking a big chance. He's taking a big chance. So he consented to them this, in this manner, and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenance appeared. Go out there and get your worldly stuff to make you look younger and better. Serve God. Live for God. Trust God. And God will take care of you, young people. He'll make you look like you need to look. He'll make you look fair. Come on. Get, out, get rid of this vanity. Get rid of this vain stuff that's worthless anyway. And realize God made me who I am. And if God made me who I am, he can take care of me. They look fair. And my favorite term, fatter. No, my favorite term, fatter in the flesh. (laughs) Devil ain't afraid of no bony maroney. Come on. Get some some meat on your, some spiritual meat on your bones. Get some joy in your life and you'll look fairer. Come on, you don't have to make your cheeks rosy. Amen, get some happiness in your life. Trust God. Watch what God will do for you. And it'll make you better. All right. I'm sorry. I know how this would go. 
fair and fatter in the flesh than all the children which did eat of the portion of the king's table. Look at me. Look at me. Every stinking one of them. I like to say that. Every stinking one of them look better. Verse 16, and Melzar took away the portion of their meat, the wine that they should eat and drink, and gave them pulse. Somebody say seeds, vegetable seeds and herbs. Verse number 17 is where I'm going to stop. And as for these four, these children of God, God gave them knowledge. Let that set in, please. We get so quick. God gave them knowledge. Get all the books you want to get. That's fine. But God will give you knowledge that you can't get from a book. Go out in the streets and learn the streetways. God will give you knowledge. Amen. That's far beyond street knowledge. Common sense knowledge, we call it. Reasoning. As for the four, God gave them their knowledge, their skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel, somebody say self. Daniel had an understanding in, oh, I love this, all visions. Now we're getting to the godly portion. All visions and dreams. You see, everything else, he could be just like the rest of them. But when it comes to Daniel... When it comes to his self-purpose, uh, look what he got him. Amen. All visions and dreams. Uh, you say, what does that mean, preacher? It means that God's plan now got put into place in all this mess. Because God gave him knowledge. God gave him all the skill and learning. God did it to prove not only the conviction of Daniel, but also that God had a greater purpose because Daniel proves to be valuable to the Babylonians. How? By interpreting, by interpreting these dreams and visions. He become valuable to the heathen. I wish we could get this like I feel like the Lord laid it up on my heart. Let me make this point. Let, 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 me, let me say it this way. Daniel, I want to say it right because you know how people get. We get offended easily. Other churches, not here. Daniel did not get so involved in his daily work duties that he neglected his relationship with his God. Can I say this to whoever's listening? He did not get involved in his daily activities. He did not get himself surrounded with so much stuff to do and to take care of that he, amen, didn't take care of his relationship with God. Prayer time's important. I hope you've been fasting. I hope you've been doing some praying. Come on, because if the church don't do it collectively, are we doing it on our own? That's why we got to have some self-purpose. Amen. You've got a purpose in your heart. I'm going to stand. I'm going to take a step. When I feel all these things around me, guess what? I'm still going to take a step. I'm still going to look to God. I'm still going to pray to God. I'm still going to trust God. 
Come on, it's obvious. You can look at Daniel had no clue. Taking care. Oh my Lord. All these things weighed on him, but he still kept his relationship with his God. He still prayed faithfully. He still kept his purpose. Amen. It was true to his heart. It was there. Some things may have its hold on you. Amen. I agree. There are things that get a hold of our minds and our thoughts and our lives. There are things that have a hold on us, but those things don't control you. If there's one good example in all this, Brother Steve, it didn't control Daniel. All the stuff around him. Because when it comes down to it, look at me. It's not, young people, it's not what others do. When it comes down to it, it's not what even our family does. It's self-purpose. Let me say this to grandparents, to those that not, are not grandparents yet. Start praying now. Bank up prayers for your grandkids. Especially if you see this world, if you see things the way it is. Come on, start praying. Start banking up now. Young people, start praying now for God to direct you. Even greater as the days move on. Because as you move into adulthood... You're going to need it that much more. Instead of waking up today and worrying about what brand of cereal you're going to, box you're going to destroy. No. Life is, and we know life is huge. Let me wind down. The Hebrew word translated purpose, S U. W-M, which don't have the shum, simply means, I like this because one of our songs, man, just collect, clicked, with, clicked with me a while ago. Simply means to put or place. When Daniel purposed, it was put. It was something placed. Put it in there now. Place it now. Because Daniel, Daniel's decision was already put in him. It was already placed in him long before he was ever taken captive. Long before he ever had to try to learn a different lifestyle. Long before his name was stripped from him. Amen. He had already put it in place. I get this. because Listen. Because a lot of us operate on a whim. On desire, it was not just a desire or a preference. Amen. It was put in him. It was purposed in him. It was true self-purpose instilled long before. Amen. Trouble came his way. Two things is happening right now. You're either hungry or you're listening because God's doing something. Come on. How many cares? How many cares? How many cares? How many really cares what you do and what you, how it affects God? How it affects the kingdom? Because how it affects those around us affects the kingdom. Because my God, my one true God, is not willing that any 
should perish. Not a one. That means everybody's worth fighting for. Everyone, come on, is worth winning. Stand with me. There's something we've been saying around here a lot. Ephesians 6.13, if you'll put that up there. We've been kind of, and I, I pointed this out to the Lord. I said, Lord, this has kind of come up quite a bit. Because when we self-purpose, self-purpose really simply is the determination to see something through to the very end. I made up my mind. You know, Caleb, as for me and my house, we're going, it's, it's going to happen. We're going to serve the Lord. I don't know what everybody else is going to do. As for me and my house, there's, there's purpose there. There's self-purpose there. It, it leaves no room for negotiation. It leaves no room for discussion. You don't leave room for compromise. Well, here, if you'll do this here, we'll eat part of that there. We'll take part of that. We'll partake. And if you'll do this, no, no. He said, listen, we don't want none of it. There's no room for compromise here. We don't want none of it. He said, but what I'll tell you I'll do. He said, oh, I, I love this because we've got to learn how to be spokesmen for the Lord. Speak it as though it's so. He said, prove it. We will prove it. God will prove it. Because there was nothing he could have done except he knew God was going to prove it. If we believe something enough, God's going to, oh, hallelujah. If you believe something enough, God's going to do it. He'll do it. Believe it. Come on, I want you to close your eyes right now. I want you to start thinking, I believe, God, I believe. Come on, this is about self, self-purpose. What I know, what I feel, what I believe. Come on, we can read the stories and we can read all the things to inspire us, like Daniel. We've been talking a lot about the armor of God and being protective and amen, taking care of ourselves. Take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in that evil day. Come on, it's something we've got to do. We've got to do it. And after we've done all, we stand. Take a stand. Daniel did. why I started and prefaced this today. I believe everybody here believes nothing is impossible for God. It just comes back to self. Do you believe he'll do it for you? Do you believe he's capable of doing it for you? Do you have the voice enough to say, prove, prove. because what you build now will stand in the test of time God has a oh I feel the Holy Ghost come on somebody pray 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 don't let this slip through today God has a greater plan for you just realize it Daniel knew, even in captivity, this ain't my life. This ain't all God has for me. I don't know what.
what he's doing, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to believe God will take care of me. Come on. Do you?